0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Well, welcome to Drive Time, Lincoln. It is Tuesday already. Man, the week's already flying by. At least for me, it is. Things are moving right along. It's 5.07, 88 degrees outside. I'm your host for today's show, Doug Fitzgerald. I'm filling in for the commander just today, though. He's going to be back in the seat uh, tomorrow. I also want to thank uh, Johnny Cadillac. I know you had a late night last night. You're back in the studio in action. So yes, glad to have you here, producing everything. Now, Johnny, earlier... Uh, This weekend, I guess, you had told me that Tuesday is officially Twitter Tuesday now. Yep. So the commander's kind of dubbed that.
2: uh, He he at least provides some sort of segment on the show as Twitter Tuesday.
1: All right, Twitter Tuesday. So you said, Doug, you know what? You might want to prepare a little bit if you if you feel like you can handle it.
2: I'm not used to being the one to give you homework, but I it was kind of nice did. this time. <laughs> I took you up
1: on it. Yep. So we're going to do Twitter Tuesday. I've got some social media posts we're going to talk about here in just a minute. And with that, we're going to open up the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. So if you got a call or text, uh, please shoot that in at 402-479-1400. Weather-wise, man, today was a really nice day. Tomorrow we're going to be at 88. I think there's a chance of some thunderstorms on Thursday around 83. And then uh, we're going to cool down for the weekend, finally. Last weekend was crazy. We had heat. Advisories this weekend. We're going to be in the 70s. So, weather's looking good for the weekend. Um, we also have a really fun, informative second half of the show. You know, we've got a lot of stuff going on with the economy right now. Um, stock markets crashing down 20 plus percent. Cryptos, don't even talk about cryptos, down 70% or so. Um, inflation is shooting through the roof. And most people are wondering, like, what do I do with my money now? And another good option is bullion. It's one of my favorite topics gold and silver, platinum, palladium. And so, I've asked Pat Moran to come in, he's the owner of Lincoln Coin and Bullion. He's going to sh- join us in the second half of the show and provide some great information on gold and silver and all kinds of bullion and what the market's like right now. And I think you're going to really enjoy that conversation as he educates us about that area because we're hearing more about it in the financial news. We're also hearing commercials about it and all that. And my my philosophy is, hey, if you got a great local dealer, go local and uh, support local. And we have that exactly here with Lincoln, Coin and Bullion. So you're saying the mattress isn't the place to... Well, you know, that's, that's depending on things. you, Chris. The voice you're hearing is Chris Lofgren. And I asked Chris to join us for the first segment here because we're going to talk about social media. You're like, I'm not on Twitter much. I'm like, good. Yeah. Come on in the studio. There we'll talk go. about some social media stuff. So, um, we'll figure out, we'll see. We'll ask, we'll ask Pat, you there know, you go. is a mattress the best place yeah. to just put it all? And we'll see what he says. So, uh, but again, we're going to open up the Rickstein recognition hotline right now. You can call or text at 402-479-1400. All right, Johnny, here we go. Yeah. By the way, as we go through this, like I said, if you got, you know, if you if you've got an opinion, a thought, we'd love for you to call or text in. Uh, Johnny, I had a great uh, couple of days. On Friday, I uh, mc an event where I met a couple of our listeners there. Every man Dan was even there, uh, so we got to uh, hang out with him. Yep. Then yesterday, I mc an event for Lincoln East. They do a golf classic every year. It was the 16th year for the golf classic. I've been MCing that event probably for I don't know around five, six years. Nice. Uh, a couple people there came up to me and said, "Hey, we listen to you." You on the weekends. We listen to you on Drive Time. We listen to the Commander. So I just want to give some creds out to uh, Jack Riggins and let him know that people are out there listening and enjoying the show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Cynthia and Kevin Dummler. They're the ones that uh, put on that golf event this year. And Kevin just loves um, KLIN, the morning show, Drive Time, and One Shot. Well, that's so, great. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Alright, well let's dig into some social media um, Let's posts. do. You know, I am I, um, I, 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 you know, like, well, how does this all work? Well, we'll figure it out. Just find a Post and we'll talk about it so one of the posts that i ran into earlier this week and it deals with the economy said americans are starting to pull back from travel and restaurants uh, yep. spending and so i clicked on the link it went to a washington post site so here's what they said over the past several weeks households had already cut back on big ticket items purchased because of the soaring prices consumers were also beginning to tap the brakes on dining out vacation plans and even routine services like manicures haircuts I know Chris that's you know that those are probably some of your expenses you might <laughs> that's be. all
0: right yeah, that's, that's and, where I'm and, saving and, money now. And, and,
1: and, and home cleaning appointments uh, <laughs> business owners though around the country are saying that rising prices and dwindling savings along with concerns for the soaring economy are taking a toll on household spending and decisions retail sales slowed last month for the first time this year um, driven by a four percent drop in car sales air fly, airline flights. Uh, The bookings have dipped over 3%. People are traveling less. Then they went on and they started dissecting. Uh, One of the things that really stuck out to me was people cutting back on going out to eat. And so my question to you guys is, are you cutting back on any of your spending right now because of everything that's going on in the economy?
0: Probably travel more than anything right now. Are you an airplane flyer or are you a driver? Mostly a driver. Yeah. uh, But we... You know, I've got family in Arizona and Texas, and not making some of those trips right now.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for people right now. I know. I just got back from a trip, two week trip with my brother. We drove out to the West Coast and yes. back. And uh, man, I tell you what, gas prices, which we'll talk about in a second, were through the roof. Yeah, we nuts. paid at some place we paid over six dollars a gallon. Wow, for regular gas.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm not talking premium and diesel. You know, was up there as well. So um, we were out in western
0: Western Nebraska and. Saw the same. Didn't see quite that high. but yeah. you know, it, I've made that trip several times, and it wasn't like that the last time.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I had a f- uh, family friends that they were looking to go to Yellowstone just a couple weeks ago. They were planning it for a better part of a year, and I asked them about oh, a week or so before the date they're going to go. I said, "Are you still going to Yellowstone?" They said, oh no. So, why not? And they said gas prices, and they said to take their family truck and to haul their camper. Yeah. All the way to Yellowstone the oh, back yeah. they 're looking at eleven hundred dollars just for gas, and they said yeah no we 're not doing that now
1: and even if you and then if even if you wanted to fly, the prices for tickets are through the roof too yep. so you 're caught one way or the other yeah. and we 'll talk about gas prices here in a second, but um, yeah so it 's interesting i 've you know people I know too as well, cutting back on certain items, certain things that they 're doing, eating out. We had talked to a couple. Um, uh, last week, and they were talking about uh, they were just buying go- more groceries and actually cooking at home, finding it's a lot less expensive. It is. So I bring that up because of this. Uh, locally, we've had several restaurants close, um, really this year. Uh, we talk about the Parthenon. They yep. closed. Uh, they know that they're going to a kind of a new option. Now they're going to go to food trucks, right? And yep. catering because it's catering. just more economical for them. I just heard Tom Stanton, our, you know, news guy here, just talking about his story, uh, with Big Sal's Pizza. Uh, they're closing down at later this week, and they noted on Facebook they did a post that said, um, you know, it just the last two years has taken a real toll financially on their on their restaurant, so yeah. they're having to close the doors down. Well,
2: uh, La Paloma closed about yep. a month ago, and then uh, you know Matt Anderson, who's been on the show several times now, he took me out to lunch one day at Boxcar Barbecue. We went and had a really good lunch, and he came back in the studio next time. Oh, last week I think, um, and he said, "Hey, uh, do you know?" Since we like the day after we went to Boxcar Barbecue, they closed down. Wow! So, just it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. So you know, it's all the more reason I think when, especially when you come into a crisis like this, uh, from a financial standpoint, it's always a good time to self-check. To self-check where you're spending your finances. Do a do an evaluation. A lot of people don't even know where they are with their finances. I work with people in their basic money management quite a bit and a lot of times the big surprise is they're worried about if they expose everything with their finances it's really going to look bad the reality is they find out the situation isn't nearly as bad as they thought it was and so this is a good time to be able to reevaluate and uh, reincorporate all that we'll talk to Pat Moran here from Lincoln Coin and Bullion in the second half of the show and talking about from the investment standpoint what do we do uh, when everything looks kind of scary and what are our options and how can we work through that all right let's move back to gas prices all right okay. Cause we were talking about that quite a bit um, I saw uh, a Twitter post talking about gas prices, how expensive they were Uh, around town. I did a check um on, uh, today online the average price and i as i was driving in i was checking too it's around 475 for regular at this point at least a few stations that i saw along the way mid-grade was a little bit more than at around five bucks and premiums well over five dollars usually around 550 yep. $5. to six dollars chris um how you know when you go to fill up your tank uh-huh. for me it's like about 100 bucks for my truck what is it like for you
0: if i had to fill it up yeah all the way i, I play a little trick on myself okay
1: and you sound like my brother i know i think i know it's coming
0: I don't let the tank get below a half a tank. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. And then I can go and I say, I filled it up for right. 40 bucks. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what
1: he, on our trip out there, we took his truck and he's like, Doug, as soon as it hits half, half tank, we're going to fill it up. I go, why do you do that? He goes, it just makes me feel better. Like I'm not spending as much <laughs> on my, on my gas. So there you go.
0: But a tip from my father years ago, never let your tank go below a quarter of a mm. tank before you fill it up when you're, especially when you're traveling. Cause you don't know, you don't always know where your next gas stop's going to be. Yep. So you always have enough to get to where you got to go.
1: I'm a quarter tank guy. Yep. Johnny, are you a quarter tank, or do you wait till the light comes on, and you're like, oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness, am I going to roll <laughs> into the gas station
2: today? I, I, my intentions and reality are two completely different things. So I, I want to say, like, I'm just going to put gas in my tank every day until eventually I hit like a full tank, and then just still keep putting gas in my day to refill it. (laughs) But reality sinks in, and I said, oh, I don't have time to go to the gas station right now. Oh, my gas light's on. I should probably get gas now before I run out.
1: (laughs) Have you ever run out?
2: (laughs) Once. Have Uh, you? Well, a couple times, but once in recent memory, and I was... I was here. It was on a Saturday afternoon, and I, you know, we we're here at Forty Fourth and O. There's a quick shop across yeah. the street, and so I walked over there, had to buy a gas can, and and then I was asking Josh Floyd because uh, it was after One Shot One Life, and I was asking him some kind of basic questions, and he had it in his head that he was going to have to push my car across the street. <laughs> and he was getting ready to make fun of me, and then I was like, "No, no, I'm not putting you that much work." And
1: <laughs> I've never run out of gas, Chris. of you? When you're driving? I don't fun. think I have. I I've come I have. close. I know
0: I have because I've gone with that light on yes. for quite a while. Yep. And it's like, yeah. I've got a
1: little digital uh, the, the, the the odometer thing. Mm-hmm. I click on it and it'll tell you like approximately how many miles you have left. Yep. I've been down there a few times. Yeah. Uh, but thank goodness I filled up right away. So yeah. we're going to talk about thermostat settings here in just a second. It's 518. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on ninety nine three KLIN. We're talking about just prices of the economy right now and everything that's going on, uh, inflation going through the roof. I saw a Twitter post. As a matter of fact, I saw a Twitter post, and then I saw a post from Froggy98 yeah. on Facebook. And the question was, um, what do you keep your thermostat set on at your house? Now, the, the purpose behind this is I clicked on the link. It went to, um, the Energy Star, uh, post, uh, it's from the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, uh, about their recommendations for where to set your air conditioning to save money. And their recommendations were this. It was so funny to read through these, but their recommendation is when you're home, set it at 78. When you're away, set it at 85. And when you go to sleep, set it at eighty-two. And there are a th- like a thousand comments under Froggy ninety-eight about where people were. There surprisingly, there were a lot of people between seventy and seventy-five. But I can't. That's too warm for me. Chris, do you go to bed with eighty-two temperature at night? No. I mean, what would it be? Not like, intentionally.
0: <laughs> uh, we've got two air conditioners in our house. Uh, we've got a big old house, and so we've got an air conditioner that runs the second floor. Yep. We just replaced the one on first floor. The first floor is great. My wife set it at 75. We're pretty good with that. It gets up above 75 (laughs) upstairs during the day. It's funny how, of course, when the sun goes down and you get the air moving through the house, you can cool your house Mm -hmm. right down. But it's we're probably pretty consistent between 75 and 80 upstairs. Oh, wow. So you're up there. Yeah.
1: You are one of those up there. Yeah. Wow. But I, I've,
0: I've got the guys coming tomorrow to check the
1: Freon in that one. <laughs> <just to make laughs> so it I don't works. think it's
0: working right. <laughs> right.
1: Johnny, what about you? You live with some guys, right? Uh, I, so I have one roommate. All right. So um, what's it like for you guys? Do you get along with the temperature? No, or? we
2: don't. Uh, most of the time, I don't notice it. And I'll just, you know, if I'm, if I'm too warm, I just sit around. I'm, I'm always in shorts when I'm in my apartment, regardless of the time of year. I always have to wear gym shorts. Um, and my roommate just does anything recordingly. You know, I'm a bigger guy myself. My roommate's the exact opposite. He is tiny. And uh, but if I get cold, I will turn up the thermostat at that point. And so usually, usually we have it around anywhere between 69 and 72. Yeah. And so I'll get cold and I'll turn it up to like 75 or something. And then it seems my roommate will get home and a minute later he goes, it is too warm in here. And then he goes to our thermostat he goes, what do you have doing at 75? I'm like, I'm cold. He goes, well, I'm turning it back down to 69. So like... And then, and he's a skinny dude, so I'm thinking it should be the reversed here, but somehow that ends up being the story of our lives at my apartment. Well,
1: I have a feeling a lot of couples or roommates really disagree with the temperature. We can, My wife and I can vary one or two degrees. I'll walk in and go, it's freezing in here. It's set at 69. I'll set it, bump it up to 70 or 71, and then she'll come back in. She's like, it's so hot in here, and she'll bump it down. Well, I mean, whether it's just a degree or two.
2: There's, there's a couple different factors. Uh, my bedroom seems like the... The climate in there is completely different than the rest of the apartment. Usually it's like 10 degrees colder in my bedroom. Um, The other thing is my roommate always has to sleep with a fan on. And I, I never have a fan on. So I, I rely on like, I guess how many blankets I put on myself and depending on what, how I feel with the thermostat and then, but he he doesn't care what the temperature is in our apartment. And there's still going to be a fan on him when he's sleeping. He so. gauges
1: a temp. John you gauge the temperature by the number of blankets you have on. It's like a two dog <laughs> night, three dog night, four dog night. So, all right, let's change to one more topic before we take our first break here. Um, I saw a post. Uh, this lady's name is Christy. It was on Facebook, and somebody was um, making a comment about how difficult it is flying now and what a pain it is so she's a flight attendant and she gave 20 tips which i thought were really good 20 tips uh as you're looking at flying around the country because wow. not only is it expensive now but it's frustrating too so her first tip was this i'm not going to go through all of them but I'll go through a few of them here um the first one was uh things are not good um if it's less than seven hours drive that was her first recommendation because she said the situation right now and getting to places and delays and costs and all that are expensive. Uh, her second tip was download and use the app of the airline that you're flying on. You can do everything on it. You can get your boarding pass, check your bags, see your incoming planes, change flights. And she said it beats a, a lot of waiting in line if you need to talk to the agent.
0: My well. wife had to talk me into doing that. I And? For some reason, I have this. If I don't have a ticket in my hand, I don't feel like you had- i'm checked in and ready to go and she she held my hand and walked me through and made sure but it still bothers me because what if your what if your phone
1: dies right i do too what are you gonna do i do this i have the app and i print out a ticket there you go. See that yeah. way. If your phone dies, you yeah. got something there to hang on yeah, to. Yeah, so, that's a good idea. Uh, tip number three: um, fly much earlier than you need. A whole day is important. It says some, th- she's seen a lot of tears because people are missing weddings, funerals, cruises, international connections because they're delayed. She says just simply go a day early, enjoy a glass of wine. That way you don't have the stress of worrying about that. Number four: always fly. Uh, the first flight of the morning, so you, if you need to rebook, you have extra time to be able to do that. Plus, there are several other tips here. Won't get into them right now because Johnny's telling me it's time for a quick break. All right, we're going to take that first break here. It is 524, and you're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 14993 and KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with
0: Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 and KLIN.
1: Welcome back to Drive Time, Lincoln. It is 528, 88 degrees outside. I am Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander today. Uh, thanks for texting in. Let's see, who do we got here? We have, is it Steven? Steven texted in and says... Oh,
2: gee, no. Steven.
1: Yeah, we were talking about gas prices earlier, and he said it's not good to let your gas tank get to empty. It's bad for the fuel pump. And then he said it doesn't cost any more to run on the top half than the bottom half of the gauge. So there you go. Yes, I, know I agree. I agree. You know, I got a couple more of the flight tips, which I thought were really All good right. from this flight attendant, uh, who was really talking about, you know, uh, here are some tips if you want to have an ease of travel as you're trying to, to uh, take the airplane to your next destination. Uh, her tip number 15 was pack smart. Don't be the guy to hold up boarding because you have extenders open and you don't know how to close them as you get them into the carry-on over, <laughs> over your seat. Uh, this number 16 was take showers, brush your teeth, leave the perfume off, and don't eat stinky food. And bring your headphones. She said, trust me, these sound basic, but they add to the stress of crowded planes when you're stuck on the tarmac for three or four hours. And the final one that I thought was funny, and actually it's probably pretty true of some of the restrooms I've been in. She said, um, number 18 was, it's not water on the bathroom floor. For the love of God, wear shoes to the bathroom. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hey, we've got a great new promotion that just came out, Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine. Uh, It's your chance to get certified Piedmontese uh, beef at a very fair price. as a fundraiser. KLIN is proud to partner with Operation Safe Harbor and certified Piedmontese beef for an extra special bargain deal. Right now on KLIN.com, you can purchase a box of 66-ounce beef patties, high quality from certified Piedmontese beef, uh, with our exclusive $100 off. It's only going to cost you $2 and 50 cents a burger um, you're getting a great deal and you're going to help out a cause which is even better we appreciate all that steve glenn has done uh, by setting up operation safe harbor to help our refugees in the ukraine all right we're going to take our next break here and uh, when we come back uh, we're going to hear more from pat moran from lincoln coin and bullion you're listening to drive time lincoln on 1400 3 klin Drive time Lincoln
0: with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln 1499 3. K-L-I-N. Well, thank
1: you so much for joining us today on your drive home. It is 536. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander today. Jack's going to be back in seat tomorrow. Well, with the economy struggling, inflation's at 8% all the way up to 50% or more on some items. And you may have experienced that yourselves uh, as you're trying to purchase things out and about throughout the city. Uh, gas prices, we talked about that in the first segment, substantially up. Stock markets down around 25%. Cryptos, including Bitcoin, 70-plus percent. They have literally tanked. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people wondering, what do I do with my money? Is there other options out there other than cash? One option that we've been hearing more and more about, especially if you watch or listen to um, the the financial media, is gold and silver and other precious metals. Gold, listen to this closely. Gold has actually been holding its own this year. It's actually up by about two percent while everything else is down. So I thought I'd bring in an expert in the field of precious metals and bullion to educate us more on the topic and give us some more insight to help us all out. So Pat Moran is the owner of Lincoln Coin and Bullion and he's joining us in the studio today. So
3: Pat, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Greetings. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, this is the first time for you to be on DTL and I know we had you on One Shot One Life um a couple of months ago and we really had a uh, you know, we had a whole hour to really dig into this whole uh issue and topic of precious metals and especially gold and silver. And a lot of people just don't know um uh, that your store is here and what you provide because you provide a high level of bullion for people to so talk about Lincoln coin and bullion and what you offer at the store
3: oh so there's uh there's three main things we do so kind of the the main one would be the bullion so uh, silver gold platinum palladium uh, if you want to buy it or sell it uh, and then also unwanted precious metals so say sterling flatware and old jewelry and then lastly we do historic currency
1: so you you know you uh, actually people would go in your store and they make an appointment they would actually see a case of basically silver bars, gold bars, coins and all that kind of kind of thing as well for purchase.
3: Yes, I uh, <laughs> we're almost like an office minus the 8 foot uh, display case. But yes, we have it all laid out so you can see see what we have and what you can get
1: let's talk about perception because um, I know for me over you know over 10 years ago and full disclosure you've been my precious metals experts for well over a decade and you've helped me out a ton in the area of precious metals but before that the only thing I knew before I found Lincoln coin and bullion was like in the perception of an old coin store in the corner of a strip mall and really just kind of a few display cases where you know you push that in the little the little um, the, the little tray carries the thing around the case you know and all that with just a few coins available to purchase you're not like that how are you different
3: yeah we're uh, we're certainly not your typical coin store we do sell the old uh coins currency it's a much smaller footprint on the overall display case uh there's four of us full-time two part-time and uh yes we're heavy on the bullion I can uh, – well, and so to the fact where we even have a bullion manager, Aaron, and what he does his first hour of the day is basically study the markets, adjust any premiums on the website, stays on top of supply and availability, and then towards the end of that hour, he sends out an internal email, the daily bulletin, to the rest of us to tell us what we need to know for the day. Yeah, so, so you guys
1: are educated on where you're at.
3: Yes. One of the things I really like is you've got Courtney –
1: uh, Katie and Aaron that work with you and yourself. One of the things that I appreciate about what you do is you educate people. So if people were to walk in, I brought my son in a while back and you just educate through the whole process of number one, here's what we have to offer, but what do you need? What are your needs? Um, what are you looking to, to purchase and how can it best fit your financial situation at the time? And then what are your options and would fit that? So I really appreciate that. Um, you, you, now you only work with people by appointment only. Why is that?
3: Uh, I, You could say three main reasons. It's time. We want to make sure we set enough time to do whatever it is you're looking to do. And also privacy and security. Um, you know, as far as educating folks, we only ask one question. Basically, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. We want to make sure, even when you're setting up the appointment, we can do that for you.
1: Yeah. And uh, protecting clients' privacy is extremely important. Why is that?
3: Well... uh. A lot of folks don't want other folks to know that they may or may not have bullion at home. And so, great. Uh, We kind of keep a low profile as far as where we're located and just our window coverings. And, you know, we don't want your name to get out. And, you know, we absolutely respect that. Yeah, you
1: respect the privacy. Now, Chris Lofgren was in the first segment of the show, and we were talking a little bit about this. And Chris said, well, do I just stick it in my, do I stick it in my mattress? Do I stick cash in my mattress? Um, what do people do if they purchase bullion? Do they keep it at home? Are there places for people to keep it safe? I know that's a question that I get from people as well. It's like, man, how do I protect this? Because like you said, number one, you don't want people to know. And number two, how do I protect it when I do have um, possession of it?
3: So we, uh, I was kind of laughing during that segment, but uh, we don't really ask now on the, the same token. A lot of people kind of volunteer or they'll ask us. And what we share is, it seems about half of our customers will kind of keep it in a safe at home and the other half uh, in a lock or a safe deposit box at a bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the general take. Now, if you do the safe deposit box, just read the agreement. And a lot of times the banks don't want that or it may not be fully insured. So just. Be wary of that one. Yeah, be careful on that. All right, well, let's dig into just the whole
1: economic situation right now. Earlier, uh, I shared that stocks are down about 20% this year. Crypto's down 70-plus. Uh, uh, but gold has held its own, actually, going uh, going up about 2% since the beginning of the year. And I know people uh, that I have talked to wonder, why hasn't either gone up more or down more? Um, but it's just kind of maintained its purchasing power or its price. Why is that?
3: Well, historically, metals, uh, precious metals, silver, gold, uh, will maintain, uh, they'll pace inflation essentially. So the example I like to use, and I used it during, uh, the show, uh, one shot, one life. Uh, so in the Roman times, one ounce of gold would be essentially or about one month's pay in, in the army then. Today, uh, captain equivalent, it's about one month's pay in the U.S. military. So that's over hundreds of years and so that's I love that example it just paints a good picture I think
1: yeah if you look back uh, at gold's value over really hundreds of years uh, it's maintained the purchasing power. I like to use, you know, back uh, 1964 and prior, um, we had silver in our currency, right? Quarters were made of 90% silver. Dimes, half dollars were made of uh, 90% silver. So that 1964 silver dollar is worth about mm, four bucks or so uh, in silver content-ish. Um, the funny thing is this. The very next year, 1965, if you had 1965 quarter, and a 1964 quarter, that 65 is still in circulation. It's only worth 25 cents. So you could buy, a, a you know, a gallon of gas back in 1964 with that quarter. You can about buy, about, now everything's Almost. going to the roof, but you can about <laughs> buy a gallon of gas with that same amount of silver in that quarter.
3: Yep. Yeah, that's another great example.
1: I mean, it's just, and people, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that. And the purchasing power for uh, for a long time has maintained itself. Um when you look at purchasing power and people are saying you know what we've got stocks and they're down um maybe i've got some extra cash sitting around or cryptos that i don't know what to do with and then you liquidate some of those things why is precious metals a good option
3: it's just another diversification and uh you know as far as say stocks or cash or crypto even you don't have something in your possession and i think a lot of people get um I don't know if "comfort" the right is the right word, but to have actual something in their hands that's heavy and that's meant something over thousands of years. I mean, metals were the really the original currency, absolutely. And so it still is today, and it's in my opinion it's kind of coming back, albeit slowly. But um, that's my take on it.
1: Yeah, for thousands of years, it's been um, you know they've used been used in commerce and all that. Uh as we um you know kind of kind of wrap up this side of of the conversation um the dollar seems to be strong right now and we talked about this before the show a little bit uh people are concerned that the dollar's strong you know why is gold maybe holding its own maybe why isn't it going up more talk about the the value of the dollar right now
3: yes so <clears throat> a lot of folks uh you know why is metal down and you know why is silver lower than it had been say a year ago and uh, best I can tell is it's the strength of the dollar. So if you look at the exchange rate of uh, the dollar versus the euro, uh, sterling, pound, any number of other currencies, it's up. And so it drives, from best I can tell, it drives the price of metals down. So it can be scary at first thought, but at the same time, it shows that it's maybe not necessarily a bad buying opportunity. And we see that. We see lots and lots of people every month it almost seems like it's more folks looking towards metals
1: yeah so uh, what's the last 12 like uh 12 months been like then for the store as far as people purchasing and selling
3: oh well yes so pre-pandemic or even early on in the pandemic it was more mixed right but it's very heavy on buying and to the point where it's hard for us to keep up the supply is out there but we're constantly ordering to keep it on hand it's it's uh, almost surprising how much people were coming in uh, pieces of retirement, pieces of 401k, uh, cash sitting in a savings account, maybe not doing much, and they're plunking down to get metal, basically. So, yes, way more buying than selling at this point. And
1: is it, I've heard supplies have been hard to get in regards to silver. Is that true?
3: Uh, we keep a tight <laughs> eye on that one. So certain items, the one ounce bars are hard to get at this point. No one's really making them, but uh it it ebbs and flows. At the moment we can uh we we're connected with six different wholesalers and so we're you know, each one is kinda good at one thing and and so the short answer is no, but supplies have been tighter than they have been a number of years right and so you're and even in orders like you
1: you deal with you know what's the price range of what your orders have been and what people have come in to purchase and sell
3: oh i mean (laughs) because we're not talking like ten dollars here twenty dollars there yeah right it's uh you know six figures is not that uncommon it doesn't we don't flinch when someone states that in front of us so it's you know it's serious serious money it's it's not Twenty thirty bucks, or right? So,
1: so if you have, you know, if you've got, you know, you know, some silver and a little bit of gold that you want to sell or you want to purchase, you can handle that. But if you want to get up to the you know, six figures, seven figures, you can handle that as
3: well. Yeah, one of our customers, uh, he's at seven. And we got one or two not too far behind. Yeah. Well, it's 5:48 and we're talking with Pat Moran, the owner of Lincoln
1: Coin and Bullion on Drive Time Lincoln on 1499 3 KLIN. Well, let's talk about how liquid this is. I've had people ask me, well, if you've got gold and silver, how easy is it to get cash? So, how does that work with you? Do you buy gold and silver and if so, what is what is the process that you take people through?
3: We absolutely do. And so, uh basically we would uh set up an appointment or you can talk ahead of time obviously but uh like today for example someone came in and had 15 ounces of gold and so we examine it verify it uh, and then ask hey would you prefer a cashier check or some combination of the two a lot of times it'll be a fair check uh, we can even do a cashier's check at uh, our local bank if that makes you feel more comfortable someone else came in and sold a, a box of silver eagles strapped a box that they had bought from us two years earlier and same thing we wrote them a check and he was using that money to go buy land, mm-hmm. and so it's it's quick, you know, as soon as we can get you in within a few hours usually. So, so. Pe-
1: people parking money in, in bullion and waiting for the opportune time, then to maybe even transition that into a different uh, investment or purchase.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I again, we don't ask, but uh, some folks volunteer kind of what they're up to, and so, yeah, there's any number of things. You know, everyone has kind of their thoughts on what they – where they're shifting their assets.
1: Now you mentioned about verifying. I know one of the concerns people might have is like is it real? Like and how do you know if something's real? You know what I'm saying? Cuz you hear about like all, you know, gold and silver being, you know, um maybe in China or somewhere and they're making, you know, fake ones out of, you know, different kinds of metals. But how do you know if something's real?
3: Well, let me just state this first, I guess, is if you're looking to buy it online and the price is too good to be true, it is. And then every now and then someone will come in and say, Oh, I, you know, I got these silver eagles at such a great price. Well, there's a reason why, but aside from that, we have three different ways to test it. Uh, Sigma tester XRF is a $20,000 x-ray machine and then ultrasonic tester. Different precious metals have significantly different sound velocities versus density. And so we've actually have a nice hundred ounce counterfeit bar sitting there that. Uh, It was a donation of a church and so no one was trying to pass it off, but um, they're out there. Uh, I don't want to scare anyone, I guess, but we see it and you can almost most counterfeits you can tell from six feet away and the scale catches 90% of them. Most of the counterfeits have not had that much effort put into them, to be honest.
1: But I think it's important because you don't want to get ripped off. That's why I love coming into a local store where I can talk to you face-to-face and kind of actually have you check out the quality. Like you said, uh, people going online buying something, they're like, man, I got a great deal on this. reality is they may not have gotten a great deal. And so you just have to be very careful about where you purchase your precious metals through.
3: Yeah, and so we try to keep it on hand, right? It's uh You can see it before you buy it type thing. You're welcome to handle it, and and we'll test it to whatever extent you'd like. Um, It's not something where you're ordering it and it shows up on your doorstep and you're stuck with it type thing. We don't have an explicit guarantee, but we're going to make sure you feel comfortable with whatever it is you get.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about estates. Let's talk about bullion and coins being handed down or given to, you know, to somebody and they may not necessarily know what they have or what they do. You work it with
3: estates and evaluating and
1: appraising them as well, don't you?
3: Yeah, uh <clears throat> for example, today there's a sizable donation to a church and so we uh you know, we're a qualified appraiser and so we'd sign off on the IRS form as required. Um, you know, we do this all day, more or less. You know, we're we're constantly buying and selling. Even though we're heavier on the selling, but we're buying all day long too. And so uh I forgot your question already, but yes, we do. No, you do estates and all that. <laughs> yes, so, yes, yeah. estates. So, yeah, but the example, too, I guess, you know, someone inherits X collection. What is it? What's it worth? Is any of this valuable or not? And, you know, we can a lot of times talk you through it on the phone, but we're happy to take a look at it and, uh, you know, show you a line-by-line item of, you know, what we would offer for it type thing.
1: What are the, you know, what are their um IRS uh, ramifications as well like if you were selling or purchasing do do you f- file anything with the IRS are there you know uh, certain requirements for that
3: the the only time we do there's a there's a certain handful of requirements uh, if you sell over 1000 ounces of certain silver in a 24 hour period uh then there's a 1099b that we generate same with uh, 25 ounces or more of gold depending on what format it's in so that's it's just a 1099B is all it is. Okay. Well, hey, uh, let's. Uh, this is a
1: fun question. People always wonder, like, man, I wonder if I have something valuable around the home, right, that um, actually is worth money. What are some common things that you see come in that you purchase from people where they may not necessarily realize what value they have in precious metal?
3: Uh, surprisingly, the Sterling flatware sets, uh, you know, it used to be much more common as far as a, a wedding gift uh anymore it seems i'll, I'll say today's kids <laughs> right <laughs> uh, they, they're not interested in it uh, you know someone's passing it down they don't want to clean it they don't want to keep it around they it's, it's not worth uh, the hassle so to speak so flower sets they can add up pretty quick depending on the size uh and the coarse old jewelry that's a little bit more of an obvious one but We
1: say it's old person, you know, you talk about whether it's an old person's game or a young person's game, and it's actually transitioning more. Younger people are getting more involved and interested in precious metals. Actually, three of your staff are are pretty young at this point. At least I consider them young because I'm 52 and they're younger than me. Um, What are you seeing in regards to age and people being involved with precious metals?
3: Well, I was going to say... Our, uh, we see a lot of the I'll, I'll say 50 and over crowd but it's not a hard line by any stretch and definitely um, we're definitely lower uh, you know the age average age is dropping but uh, slowly but it's it's kind of getting there I like you said it hits the news more so and it starts getting on folks minds
1: yeah people are interested in it well Pat thank you so much if people want to get in touch with you how do they set up a one-on-one appointment
3: best thing to do is call Uh Just hit the website for our phone number. All right. And the website is? Uh, LincolnCoinandBullion.com, www.
1: LincolnCoinandBullion.com. Well, Pat Moran from Lincoln Coin and Bullion, thank you so much for being here today. It's a great conversation.
3: Appreciate it. Thank you. This is a ton of fun.
1: Absolutely. Well, it is 555, 87 degrees outside. We're going to take our final break before we wrap things up. You are listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're
0: getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499-3 KLIN.
1: At 5.58, it is 87 degrees and sunny outside on Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks again for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the Commander today. Again, he's going to be back in on Monday. Or not, not on Monday. He's going to be back in tomorrow, on Wednesday. Um, weather-wise, um, throughout the rest of this week, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be in the 80s. Tomorrow's 88. Thursday, 83. And we'll pop up to 93 on Friday. But then this weekend, it looks like 70s and a chance of rain on Thursday and Saturday. So a little look at uh, weather there. We were talking about economics and money and inflation and trying to make ends meet. Um, this Saturday on One Shot, One Life, we're going to have a great uh, show lined up. We've got financial expert Michael Krauss coming in uh, with the struggling in, uh, economy and inflation going through the roof. Uh, he's going to teach us and walk us through how to make ends meet. He's going to give us some powerful tips and how to navigate through the rough financial waters that most of us are experiencing right now uh, so that we can not only handle it well, but thrive and take advantage of this opportunity. Michael's also going to share with us some tips on how to handle the financial markets of your investment like IRAs, 401Ks, and more. You can join us for One Shot, One Life every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on KLIN. Plus, you can also check us out on the KLIN app. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Drive Time Lincoln today. It's been a pleasure uh, filling in today for the Commander. always like it. And we want to thank Pat Moran coming in from Lincoln Coin & Bullion. Gave us some great tips, some great information regarding purchasing uh, precious metals, including gold and silver. Well, if you want to catch the recording of today's show or past show, simply head over to our website at KLIN.com. You can also use the KLIN app. All you have to do is find Drive Time Lincoln in the podcast section. Johnny Cadillac, thanks so much. For producing the show. Sports Nightly's up next. You've been listening to Drive Time Lincoln on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three K L I N.